Hello everybody, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today we're gonna to talk about communicating with your audience and building a community around your podcast. And the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and communicate with my audience. So if you don't mind, just don't mind me. Let's see here. Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here again with another video blog update and I am presenting right now at PodCamp NYC. So hey, hello everybody. Hey. Hello. Hey. hello everybody. So uh, we're here to learn about communicating with your audience and building a community around your podcast and that's what we're going to talk about today and this is my first demonstration. So we'll be back soon. Thanks. All right. So what I just did is I recorded a little bit of a video entry on my little point and shoot camera. Very simple little thing. Later today, I will have about 10, 15, maybe even 20 of these little short one-minute segments, and I will go and put them all on my Macintosh computer, string them together using a little program called Visual Hub. It's going to just put it all one little video file. I'll put it up on the internet, and hundreds and hundreds of people will download that this evening and see what has gone on for me today here at PodCamp. It's all about communicating with your audience. Couple things. Um, has anybody in here ever heard of gspn.tv? Wonderful, cool. So I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. Um, I want to share with you a couple things about um, my community and, and the idea of building a community of people around your podcast. And what I'm about to share with you, please understand, is not me trying to boast, but just to give you an example of what is possible in the field of podcasting and the field of building a community. Um, the first thing I'll tell you is that I started podcasting with my wife in December of 2005. My wife is in the back. Hello, Stephanie. And uh, we, started, we started podcasting about a TV show uh, named Lost. And it wasn't because we're incredibly awesome or anything like that, but because of the popularity of Lost and some of the other uh, circumstances of being in the right place at the right time, our podcast within about four or five weeks went to 14,000 subscribers around the world. It was just amazing. Had no idea how that happened, okay? But it did, and I love it, and the fact is is that um, some amazing things started to happen in my life as a result of doing podcasting, such as I started to build relationships with people outside of the United States, and I did not realize how much of an egocentric or American-centric person that I was uh, prior to getting into the field of podcasting, the world literally shrunk uh, for me. And if you guys have ever heard of the term that you know the world is flat, we're all it's it, you know we're all one community of people. That that all really came alive to me. And and today I I find it amazing that I have people that I would call friends. I mean, talking about close friendships with people from every continent on this earth. One of the neatest things is, is that whenever I go to a conference or anywhere I want to go, it doesn't matter what country I'm in, what city I go to, I never have to pay for a hotel room. I'm here in uh, New York City for three days, and I'm staying with a friend, Chef Mark Tafoya, who I met through podcasting. So, and when I went down to uh, Nashville, Tennessee for PodCamp Nashville, met somebody down there that listens to my show. We uh, had lunch together that afternoon. He says, why don't you stay here at my place? We've got an extra bedroom. It, there's, I'm talking not just getting to know people, but building relationships with people is what I'm going to be talking about today. Now, we have um, moved on since just doing one podcast. Uh, I will tell you that GSPN.TV, which stands for the Generally Speaking Production Network, 
My wife and I, between the two of us, produce 17 of our own podcasts. And most of them are weekly. Some of them are daily. And I put out right now around 20 episodes a week. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I quit my day job. Used to work in an insurance office in my mom and dad's insurance agency. It's been in the family business since 1965. Let me turn my Twitter notifications off because it's going to go crazy. So uh, anyway, been in the family business since 1965. I was an uh, insurance agent in the office. Uh, my dad owns it. For the last 11 years, I was scheduled to take over the insurance agency. And about five to six years from now, when he retires, it's going to be guaranteed a good, sizable six-figure income. I just left it all behind January 1st, 2008, to leave that and start a business on my own and podcasting and new media full-time. It is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. I've never been happier. And a lot of the reason is because of the community that has been built and communicating with people that are in my audience. And, and I want to tell you just a little bit about it. So we have all these shows and we have thousands of listeners around the world, but really what's important to me is the community. It's not really the thousands because you know one of the things that I do to earn a living is I do try to occasionally pick up a sponsor here or there that will sponsor one of our shows. Um, but has anybody in here, are you, is, how, how many people here are podcasters right now? Okay. How many people in here have uh, tried to secure a sponsorship for your podcast? All right, so just a few. How many people in here would be surprised if I told you I had a podcast that had zero audience and I'm being paid $200 an episode every episode to launch that podcast? The reason why people would pay me $200 an episode is not because I have thousands of listeners, but the, the people who actually are paying me $200 an episode for one podcast for me and my wife to read a book together and sit and talk for about 25, 30 minutes once a week about the book that we're reading is because they know one thing. They are a part of our community. The, the sponsor is a part of our community and they have seen the loyalty that comes from the people who listen to and participate in the community of gspn.tv, the people that Stephanie and I interact with, the relationships that we have. And so I'm telling you that when it comes to advertising, you'll hear, if you ever look to monetize, you'll hear all about CPMs and stuff like that. Those are great, but I don't talk about CPMs. I don't talk about thousands of people. I talk about what, what's my community looking like? What's my community? Because that's really what's important to me. And my goal every day is to say, how can I build the community? How can I strengthen it? How can I build into it? How can I grow this community? And not necessarily for monetary gain, but for the personal satisfaction of knowing that I'm making a difference in the world. One of the things, if you ever get around to, to checking out any of the stuff that I do, I do this, this more as, an, as a way of, of building into other people's lives, encouraging, inspiring people, uh, educating people, and entertaining people. That's what life is all about for me. And so it didn't matter how much money I could make in the insurance industry. It's how much can I really live out my life's purpose and make a difference in the world and still be able to uh, survive and support my wife and my three children. And so I had to find a way to do all that. And I'll tell you, I could never make it in podcasting right now if it were not for my community. So when I share these numbers with you, I want to share with you I am not boasting about anything that I've done. I will tell you, I've, I feel like I had 
kind of had some initial luck in the very beginning of the whole circumstance. But, but some, I have done some things strategically that I'm going to share with you today that I think might be helpful. If you're doing a podcast and you want to communicate with your audience and you want to build a community around your podcast, I think that you'll, you'll pick up some things that I'm about to share. But let me tell you, so you heard about the thousands of people who listen. Uh, on Twitter.com, how many people here are on Twitter? Raise your hand. Wonderful. Absolutely. So on Twitter.com slash GSPN, if you go to my profile right now, as of the time I left, it's actually grown since, uh, since I left the hotel, or since I left the hotel, since I left, yeah, Chef Mark's hotel. Um, they have little shampoo bottles. Yes. <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, I follow 356 people on Twitter, okay? And you might think that that sounds like a lot of people. It's not. In fact, 1,269 people follow me. Uh, now, the 365, or 356 people are only the people I personally interact with on a weekly basis. Okay, those are the only people I will follow. If, if you communicate with me, you, matter of fact, several people this morning, I think I've added, you know, about eight, nine different people have added me to Twitter. I, as soon as I get those emails, I archive them. I will not add you as a person on my Twitter list as far as I'll follow you until you have initiated a contact with me with an at reply or a direct message. You do that, I'm immediately going to respond back to you. You send me an email. Everybody in here should have a card. If not, when you leave, make sure you pick up a card. You email me, you will initiate a contact with me. You tell me your Twitter name, I will follow you. I will be available all the time. It's amazing how much I really want to interact with each person in this room. And I would love to really share life. I would like to, not just to, to, to share my life with you, but I'd like to learn from your experiences. One of the greatest things I've learned is just how wonderful this world is that we live in. How awesome this world is that we live in. And prior to podcasting, all I had to go with was what the mainstream media told me about this world. And I thought it was pretty horrible. And I was like, it, you know, all, I just stayed in my little bubble. I had my family and I was, you know, chasing after the paycheck to make sure that bills are paid and we were just getting by. But I'll tell you what, podcasting opened the world for me and made it more enjoyable. So anyway, on Facebook, um, a couple of different ways to communicate with your audience. I, ch I choose to use Twitter as one way. Facebook, uh, there are some of our listeners who use Facebook, but don't, they won't use Twitter. I, ha I interact with 485 friends on Facebook. Um, and again, these are people that I interact with. I don't just add everybody. It, it's, you know, let, let's talk, let's build into this communication, let's have a relationship. Um, I have a forum. You can go to gspn.tv slash forum. We have about 417 of our uh, community members who come and interact and have conversations with each other on a daily basis related to the podcasts that we do. We do TV show fan podcasts like Lost, Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Heroes, Doctor Who. Han My daughter is eight years old and she does a Hannah Montana fan podcast. It's one of the most awesome fan podcasts out there. Anyway... Um, so we, we interact with each other on the forum. But uh, I want to talk to you today about what I think is important. Um, a lot of you, I, I mean, obviously, there's, I, I was, I'm very excited. I'm actually a little bit humbled by the amount of people that have come here today and, into this session. I'm very excited that you're here. And um, obviously, the title is pretty much all you had to go on for many of you. I mean, only a few of you had risen your hands to say that you had heard about me before. So it wasn't my name that brought you here, but you had heard about communicating with your audience and building a community around your podcast. And obviously, that seems to have packed the room here. And I'm very excited about that. 
And as a podcast consultant, uh, which is one of the other things that I do uh, to earn a living, is teach other people how to podcast, how to do some of the things that I do on a regular basis. And um, this is the biggest thing people ask me. How did you build this community? How do I build this community? How can I get this kind of this devotion of an audience or a following? Because, because they see real value in that. Being able to, to say, hey, I'm checking out this website, and then all of a sudden on Twitter, you know, 400 people immediately within three minutes click on to see what that website Cliff's talking about that he says he really likes. You can see there's true value in that. And of course, not only with, with, uh, with great power comes great responsibility, right? So you gotta be careful and you gotta make sure that, that everything here is gonna be about relationship. And so, do I have chalk? Wonderful. I'm gonna talk about the most important thing about community. And community, building a community, Building a community equals building relationships. Okay? This is the key. And I tell you what, unfortunately, people can pay me a lot of money to do podcast consulting. They can pay me a lot of money, but one thing they can't pay me to do is this. They cannot pay me to build relationships. So if you come here today and you want to communicate with your audience, I can give you some ways of doing that. And if you want to build a community, well, I can tell you that the key to it is right here. And that's pretty much all I can share with you today is the, the fact that it's all about building a relationship. So in fact, uh, one of the things I'm going to tell you is that this will not happen. You cannot build a, you cannot build a community around your podcast if you're not willing to invest in building relationships. And do you know how you build relationships? One person at a time. One person at a time. Now, of course, um, let's see, if we all hear that you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. The same thing is gonna be true of your community. I wanna tell you, if you have a podcast, I, I hear people talk all the time, because I, I launched some new podcasts that many people aren't interested in, but what I do is I, I slowly build them up. So I, I have had podcasts that started out with only 20 people listening. But what happens is don't ever get stuck in those numbers. As you hear about people who are, it's like they got hundreds or thousands of listeners. You know, if you were doing a podcast today and you have 20 people that s subscribe to your show and listen to you on a regular, consistent basis, you, wanna, you want to grow your audience, you want to build your community, I want to tell you, you need to find ways to reach out and find out who those 20 people are. You, don't, look at your, don't look at your Libsyn stats or your, or your PodTrack stats or your FeedBurner stats and say, oh, I, got, I went from 20 to 30. That's excellent. No, it's not excellent because that, that's not telling you who the 10 new people are. And so my suggestion to you is when you see your numbers go up, you try to find out who those 10 people are and interact with them. Now, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds like, how in the world do you have time to do that? And that's where I'm saying it's all about, um, where's the other word? This is community building is all about where is your priority and investment? Because I will tell you, building a community takes time, takes effort, takes energy, and, and, it, and it takes a lot of skills and, and, and becoming a better person when, it, when you 
as far as learning how to deal with people relationally, people who are different than you. Now, I will tell you that I'm, I lean pretty strong on the slant of being a right-wing conservative nut job. Uh, and I will tell you that I'm extremely, extremely one ed, on one end of the spectrum when it comes to faith. I was an associate pastor of a small Nazarene church for a couple years. And so uh, I, I have this large, uh, you know, I, I lean way on one side. But I will tell you that you cannot put me in any box anymore because I have learned through relationships with people that no matter what my own personal convictions are, Life is about sharing our experiences together and learning and making the whole world better. And so you know what? I never speak of politics in my show. I just don't do it. I never preach in any of my shows. I never preach. I, if anything, now do I have some faith-based podcasting? I do the Almost Daily Devotional. But let me tell you how I approach that. I, I approach it from a very humble circumstance. I read a scripture verse. I read some thoughts that I had written, read in a, in a devotional guide that I have. And I say, well, this is where I am today. And let me tell you how I struggle with living this out in my daily life. And you know what? It's all about being transparent. It's about being open. It's about being vulnerable. And people connect with that. People connect with that. Even people who disagree with me. I mean, as much as you can disagree with me on certain circumstances and certain situations, they might disagree with me, but they still are willing to be an active participant in, a, in this relationship that we have. And, and, it, and it's amazing how I have learned that it's just about loving other people and really seeing the value in every single person. One of the things I love about audio podcasting is, is that um, when, a lot of times when I communicate with my audience... Many times I communicate with them either by hearing their voice or seeing their written word and not having to deal with the judging a book by its cover by the appearance of what a person looks like. And so oftentimes I don't know if the person I'm interacting with is black or white or if they're you know, heavily obese or very skinny or attractive or ugly or any of those other things that, that culturally we've been embedded in our minds and how we judge people right off the bat. It, it's just really wonderful to just hear somebody's heart in an email. Somebody sharing, you know, thank you for sharing that story. Let me tell you where I have come from and how, this, how what you said relates to me. Or to have them call in and, and you hear their voice in a voicemail and you hear that, and, and it's like it, all of a sudden you hear their voice, and you've never seen them before, but yet you, you know them, and you are involved in a relationship with them. And then you come to a place like PodCamp NYC, and you meet them for the first time, and, 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 and it's great, and it's, it's, just like, it's just like that person you went to high school, and you've been best friends for years. It's amazing. So I want to tell you, it's, it's, it's about building relationships. It's about being invested. It's about Cliff being all over the place when he talks, because that's what I do, okay? So if I'm jumping all over, uh, I apologize. But I do want to say that relationships, uh, the most important relationship here on earth that I have is the relationship with my wife. And uh, I learned early on in marriage that the most important way to, to get that relationship to do well is to communicate well. And I want to say to you that if you want to communicate with, you're going to have to communicate your, with your audience. If you want to build com uh, community, it's about building relationships. You're going to have to invest, but it's not just, and, and, and audio podcasting is what I do most. But uh, in audio podcasting, 
I spend a lot of time behind a microphone talking to my audience. You know what? My wife is back there with earbuds in her ears, right? There you go. So, so, so the thing is, is that you continue to talk and talk and talk. Finally, they don't want to hear you anymore. They want to know, are you interested in hearing what I say? And so when I would talk, I know you can. Uh, but anyway, the thing is, is my wife wants to know that I'm interested in being quiet and listening to her. And the truth is, is, well, am I? Am I investing in this relationship? Do I really care about her? The way that I show her love, the way that I show her my interest or, or that I really do care about the relationship that we have is the, the ability to say, you know what? I'm going to listen to you. Let me stop talking. Let me hear you. And so that's what I found to be the missing ingredient in this pre-recorded Cliff and Stephanie talking blah, 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 blah. Andrea? I was going to say that I think one of the biggest things that you've done that I think is successful in getting as a community member involved has been doing live shows. I think the fact that you have that interaction right there makes you comfortable to start those email conversations, to start those Twitter conversations from somebody that you might not know. So I think that's been a key element from a community member standpoint, I think. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and so that, and, and so what I want to do is I want to start talking about the option, op, the, and that's going to be a perfect segue into the, the different methods of start t starting to not communicating uh, to your audience, but the key word being with. And again, it's an investment. It's an investment. And I'll tell you what, many people, I don't care how much money you pay for, pay me for my consulting work, I can teach you this. But unless you're willing to do this, this ain't going to happen. And for you guys listening on the audio podcast, it's pretty much unless you communicate with your audience, you're not going to build relationships and, and you won't have a community, all that good stuff. But anyway, so um, the, the drawbacks of audio podcasting, right? Okay, so here are some things that I will say have been just, they just came naturally. Some of them were very strategically planned. And these are things that I think have helped me build a, uh, a very sizable uh, community, uh, a loyal following on the internet and, and in person, uh, just having the ability to really know that wherever I go, I've got a friend. And, and, and just all the things that go along with that. But let me tell you some of the things that I feel are very valuable in helping you to do this, to do all of the things that I've written up on the board here so far. Number one, be consistent in, release, in releasing your podcast shows, okay? Your audience needs to know what to expect from you. My wife would prefer that I be, cons well, back when I was working in insurance, she would, be, she would prefer that I be consistent in knowing when she might be able to expect me home for dinner. Anybody else here married experience that same kind of requirement for the relationship? So they want to, I mean, to have a relationship with somebody, you have to be able to make, it's about commitment. It's about investing. And, and so you need to make a commitment that says, you know what, I'm going to be here for you, and this is when, and, and, and give them something to expect. So I would say if, you, if you're doing a show and it's just random, it's like, oh, I'm going to do a show here, or I'm going to do a show here, and it's, sometimes you take three weeks off, sometimes you take four months off. You know, th this kind of stuff isn't going to happen. It's, it's kind of like, uh, I, I'll tell you, my marriage wouldn't last very long if I just said, you know, I'm going to come home Tuesday, uh, and, but I'm going to be gone for three or four months, and, but then I'm going to come home, and I'm going to be very active, and I want to have this relationship with you. I'm going to be home for three weeks straight every night at this time, but then, you know, I might just up and leave one day without telling you. 
my, my relationship with my wife isn't going to be so hot if I do that. Your relationship with your audience isn't going to be either. And so my suggestion is be consistent. Now, let them, just let them know what to expect. My wife doesn't really mind most of the time if I come home at 5 o'clock for dinner, if I come home at 6 o'clock for dinner, or if I come home at 7.30 for dinner. What she would like me to do, though, is to communicate with her and let her know what to expect. It's, it's, the, it's the very least that I can do is to let her know what to expect. So my suggestion to you is decide to be consistent, whether that be weekly, daily, monthly, bi-monthly. I mean, well, bi-monthly, you might as well, it's like, you might as well not even have a relationship. But anyway, uh, daily, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. Those, those are really the consistent factors that I think are, are critical in this new media space. And so, um, yeah, so basically be consistent and then t communicate. Tell the person, tell the people out there when you're going to be there. Let them know. And then all of a sudden you'll find it's like, you'll find it's like, okay, well, you've made this commitment to me as an audience member. I'll make a commitment to you to be here to listen. I, I'm telling you, all you have to do is communicate it and it, it is reciprocal. It will happen. Okay, so the next thing is, um, I want to ask you to, in every episode, if you're interested in communicating with your audience, building a community, and knowing that it has to be relationships and investing, you're going to have to do a couple things uh, as far as if you want the community to be built. In every episode, every episode, invite your feedback. Invite feedback from everybody in every episode. Now, I'm going to tell you a couple different things as far as uh, inviting feedback. Number one, everybody in this room should have email, right? I mean, everybody here has an email address. I want to let you know, talking about investment, building relationships, how, how, often, how, how, is, uh, how, is, how are communities built, relationships built? They're built one at a time. I respond to every single email that comes into me. I sometimes get somewhere between 30 to as much as 150 emails in a day. Now, most of the time, it's around the 30 level, so it, it's sustainable. But I do respond to every email. I never respond with copy-paste. Every email from me comes from my hand. Even if it's a short three or four sentence, thank you for writing in. I'm really glad you wrote that. Um, you know, I, I, I took the time to read it. I hope to hear from you again. I really appreciate it. And, and I send it off. It might be four or five you know, words. It might be four or five sentences. Sometimes, if somebody has, has shared a, their story, their life with me, I will, it, it may take me three days, it may take me two weeks before I get to that email, but if somebody took the time and invested in the relationship on their end to send me a three-page email, you better believe I am going to get around to reading that three-page email, and I am going to respond and make sure that I communicate to them that I read everything and I appreciate that they wrote to me. Building relationships one person at a time. It, you don't get three, four hundred people to start being involved in everything you do by just saying, oh, I'm just glad you're there. You have to be involved in a relationship. It's about investing in other people's lives. This is what I have found personally. And so hopefully some of this will go. Um, one of the other things is, is that You'll find I've heard this. I've heard this complaint so many times. Well, I ask for feedback, but I never seem to get it. 
Well, two things. Number one, do you ask every single episode? And number two is, one of the things that I do is read the, the emails in the podcast. Make sure that you let, I mean, because the thing is, is the people who write to you, guess what? They realize that you read them if you respond to them, right? And number one, if you don't respond to the email and they sent you an email, but guess what? They're not going to send you another one. It's like, I have no idea if he ever read it. I don't even know if I got his email address right. So, so number one, respond to the emails. They'll know you wrote it. But you know what? Nobody else out there thinks that you're going to, it's like, oh gosh, you, you might only have 20 listeners. But in their minds, they think that maybe you have 500 or 6,000 or 60,000 listeners. They have no clue what your stats are unless you're communicating that to them. But anyway, the thing is, is saying, you know what? Here's an email that we got from Bob B. And he's from Missouri. And he wrote in, he said this. And you read a couple lines of the email. And you know what? Even though you've already responded to that email, you go ahead and speak directly to him in, in response to his question or his comment or his story. Do you see where I'm going with this? Is, is, is what you're doing is you're representing to the community that you do care. And communicate to people that you, you know what? This is just a, two or three emails that I got. I want to thank the rest of you who sent me emails in. I'm, uh, and, and if you haven't got a response from me yet, trust me, you will. See, I communicate that in my shows. Okay? Now, email is one opportunity. This, this other one is amazing. I, I'm so glad that I started this from the very beginning. Voicemail. There are so many places you can get these for free. And on the internet, j2.com, k7.com or .net, I'm not sure. Uh, is it .net? So I'll write it up here, j2.com and k7.net. I want to tell you something. In voicemail, you get what you pay for. It's free. That's my suggestion to you. I personally pay $20 a month for my, my voicemail service that I use for my, for my um, podcast network. And I get a little bit higher audio quality recording. I, I don't have to worry about it. With both of these services, or at least with K7, if nobody calls you within 30 days, your number's given away to somebody else. So, it, it, I, But anyway, if you haven't done anything, at least start with these. Okay, I've had four different numbers over the years. In fact, one of my old numbers is now my home number, and people who are just now finding my old shows from two and a half years ago are calling the house, but that's cool. You know, it, you know what I can do? I talk to them. I talk to them. What's also neat about some of these, some of these services that have voicemail, I, and I would specifically look for this one, look for a service that will email you a wave or MP3 recording of the voicemail, and in the subject line, it shows you the caller ID. Okay, so I want to tell you a couple different things that I've done. From the very beginning, I, I, I try to fit every single voicemail that comes in into a show. It, with, I, I probably get about 90% of all voicemails into our shows. So I try to put them all in. You know what? People are investing in this relationship with me on their side. I want to reciprocate. I want to build this relationship with them. And so this is what's important. And, and it's like, it may change the dynamic of your show. But the question is, is do you want to do this? If that's the whole question. Do you want to do this? Is that really your end goal? And if it is, these are some of the things that I found are required to make it happen. And so, you know what? Sometimes I get our, our weekly lost podcast. There's one time I got 45 emails or voicemails immediately following an episode. 
Well, you know what? We did our weekly loss podcast initial reaction. We did our, our weekend show, and then we did a, a follow-up show, which was 45 voicemails from people that called in. I, I think what's emerging for me from what you're saying is making the distinction in your own mind between your listeners as fans and your listeners as members or participants. Because I think a lot of people, it gets very easy at first. You start getting some feedback. You have all these downloads. You think, hey, I'm important. Like People love what I have to say. But it's not about them as fans. It's about them as participants in the conversation. That's what you're saying here. Exactly. That's exactly it. it I don't look at anybody that, that listens to our show as a fan. I, I'm, looking at, I, I'm looking at them as a, a, a potential friend for life. And, I, and I, I literally mean that from the depth of my heart. I, th- my life is all about building relationships with other people. That's my purpose in life. That's what I want to do. And that's why, and, and, and I think that just shines through, and people realize that. They find out. They're, I will tell you, I get, I get some feedback. I get some negative feedback. And some people just like, oh, well, you talk about this too much. You're so boastful. You're so this, and you're so that. And you know what? And I have people who have told me, you know what? I'm never going to listen to you. I'm unsubscribing to all your shows. You're just a boastful pig. I hate you, blah, 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 and, and, and just short, shy of a death threat from every now and then. Uh, but you know what? Every now and then, I'll get an email seven months later after they sent me that, said they'll never listen to me again, and all of a sudden, I said something that offended them in another show just recently, and they're still listening to me. <laughs> What's up with this? I thought you went away. And so, so I don't know what it is, but, there, but I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I can't explain all the dynamics. I don't, I don't understand everything about what's happening, about how this community is being built. So what I'm doing is I'm sharing with you just the things that I do know that I've done that are working. So there, there's, I think there's going to be a lot more at play in what's happening with this, how this community is being built than what I can share with you here. But just understand that I think some of the things that I'm teaching you today are really catalysts for some of that. And some of it just will happen and occur naturally as you, as you begin to implement some of this stuff. Um, the caller ID. We get a lot of people who will call in frequently. Oh, by the way, we, we, we play their call. We attempt to not ignore them while they're being played and then laugh in the background and, and get distracted and stuff. But we try to listen to every call and we respond. We, it, it's kind of like you call in and it's almost as if you're there and we talk back to you uh, and, and, and we interact, we have a conversation. It's, it's with the audience, not to. It's with the audience. And so we, we communicate, it's two ways. Every now and then we'll get somebody that, I mean, you leave me a voicemail. Area code 859-795-4067. Anybody here can call me. I'll play your, I'll play your message on the podcastanswerman.com. Uh, you can call me anytime. And, uh, but anyway... Call me up, and what I'll do is, is, is as soon as you leave the voicemail, as soon as you hang up, within 25 seconds, I have an email. And in the subject line of that email, unless your phone number is blocked, is your phone number, your caller ID. Now, I would never do this unless you have been proven yourself as somebody who would be interested in me doing this. But I've done this a couple times. I have this one guy. His name's Brad. He's from Alaska. He calls all the time. He had called, he had probably left me about 60 voicemails up to this point before I did this. And I had just switched to this new service that all of a sudden gave me the caller ID. The phone number came up, and I saw the phone number come up, you know, again the next day. And I saw the phone number come up. And so one time, as soon as the number came in my inbox, I picked up my phone, and I dialed the number on the caller ID. Hey, Brad, it's Cliff. Cliff who? From G- no way! And, and, and you know what? Today, 
We're like this. You know what? So there, there have been times. Have you ever been in the car? Or, well, I don't. I guess in New York, some people don't have cars. But it, where I'm from, we have cars, and we drive in them a lot to go everywhere. Or maybe you're in the subway. Okay, I, 50 minutes in the subway, you got. Do you get? Do you get fun signal in the subway? No. Crap. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, so you're taking a walk. You're walking 15 blocks to go over wherever you have to go here. But anyway, you, you've got some free time, right? Well, you know what? I have people in my contact list that I have picked up their caller ID numbers and have communicated with them. And if I have free time and I don't have anything to do, nothing on my mind, I randomly will go through here and I will dial one of my listeners and say, hey, what's going on? I'll just call them. And, and, they, and they don't mind that. I mean, Andrea will tell you, do you mind, would you mind if I just called you randomly? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it, it, just, it just happens. It, it's just fun. Live shows. And this gets uh, good. Uh, live shows. One of the things that was the most awesome thing that we ever did beyond getting into the voicemail was getting into the live shows. And I, I currently am very happy with a service that I use called TalkShoe.com. Um, and there are lots of other services out there like it. I will tell you that they are on the cutting edge of a lot of new technology. So uh, they, they put out new releases of their software, and I will tell you, every time there's a new release, there's going to be a minor plug or two that will annoy the crud out of you, especially if you're doing 20 different shows. Uh, so, but anyway, what we do is we do live shows, and, and we invite people to come and participate. And with a service like TalkShoe, I'm able to um, dial in by phone and uh, using the equipment that we have. It's actually, we have a telephone interface device that goes into the mixer. They hear everything that we're recording into my portable digital recorder. They hear all the sound clips, the bumpers, the intros, and all these other things. Um, everything goes out through the telephone line into a conference bridge, a telephone conference bridge, where everybody who's dialed in by phone to talk shoe gets to hear. Or, you, if you don't want to dial in, you get the live audio stream of what we're sending to talk shoe. And what's neat is you, as a participant in our community, you can call the phone number and dial into the conference bridge. And if you're using their client, which has a chat room, so you can be chatting with all the people who are there live. They're chatting with each other. They're chatting with me. Sometimes I get distracted and I forget what I'm talking about because I'm reading the chat room. Or Stephanie's talking to me. She's having like this. She's having one of those moments where it's like deep thoughts with Stephanie, and and I completely miss it because I'm reading I'm reading the chat room. But it, you know the thing is, is is that you're interacting. Everybody's interacting with each other, and people can hit this button called Request to Talk at any time during the show, and it's great. And it's like, hey, Andrea wants to say something, and so I, I just go ahead and click on there, and it's like, hey, what do you, what do you have? And it's just like a radio talk show. I mean, it, it, it really is. And so um, live shows, communicating with your audience, that's very much a part of it. Some other things that we do, uh, I go out of my way to share my life with people. I, I sh you know, the one thing I think about that's neat about podcasting and new media is that you know, I used to listen to talk radio all the time. I know nothing about Rush other than what I hear uh, about him in, in the news and stuff like that and, and about all the other things. And, and I don't know anything about any of the other radio talk show hosts in their personal lives. I don't know if they're half of them, if they're married or if they have kids or if, if they have kidney stones. I mean, you just don't know that stuff about these people. But you know what? In podcasting, you get to hear a little bit more of the personal side, the, the stuff like that. And I find that the more I'm transparent, the more people are really interested in some of the other stuff that I'm doing. And so here today, I, I made a point that before I talk to anybody here who hardly I have any relationship with, here's the people who are important to me. I want to communicate to them. 
Okay, and so I shared a little bit of my life today with these people because these are my friends. This is my family online. It, it's, it's amazing. They're eagerly anticipating the release of this tonight so they can see what, what did Cliff do. This is Cliff's first trip to New York City. And some people get really annoyed that Cliff talks about himself in the third person, and I just realized I started doing that again. But anyway, <laughs> so in, interacting with each other in, in my online forum, Facebook messages, same thing. I try, to, I try to steer so many people into the online forum. And that's one of the things that you'll learn. It's like, how, do I, how did I used to go from having 300 emails in a day to where I'm getting it down to 30? Well, that was the nice thing about creating an online forum. People, we do a, we do a lot of shows regarding television shows. They, they would send me pages of emails about their theory. And I'm like, I can't read all that. And so I would say, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take your message and I'm posting it in this section of our forum. And if you wouldn't mind, in the future, would you be willing to share it there instead of emailing it, emailing it to me? Because number one, more people will communicate with you regarding your theory, and that might even turn into something really awesome. And number two, you, everybody gets the benefit. Not just me, but everybody gets the benefit. And number, number four or five, wherever I'm at. But uh, the fact is, I can't read all of this stuff, and I hope you understand. But feel free to personally email me anything outside of the TV show about what's going on in your life. I, I'd love to interact with you. And so that's, that's some of the things that we're doing. Facebook, I try to get people who send me Facebook messages to funnel that into email and then to funnel it into the forum. But, but you know, I do a lot of, but the thing is, is you send me a message on Facebook, I'm going to respond. It's, sometimes it's a little OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. But the thing is, is I really want to make sure that I don't overlook anybody who's willing to invest in a relationship with me because it's all about the individual. If I build a community, I want to build it one person at a time. And the other thing that I've done, and I've just started these more recently, I think March of last year, Stephanie and I did our first meetup. Uh, we had a, a lost live recording party in Northern Kentucky. We had uh, people drive from Chattanooga, Tennessee. People came from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we just had uh, another one. We had, I don't know, we had about 15 people came to our first one. Uh, for Lost Season premiere party this year, uh, we had 35 people show up. We had people from Chattanooga, Tennessee uh, drive uh, up here. We had uh, two guys who were on a business trip from the Netherlands, and they made sure that they came to our live event. Um, I mean, just people driving from all over. We're having another one. We're having a, a Lost Season 4 finale party, and we're, ha we're having this in like one of those home entertainment TV stores. And so we reserved the entire store. They sh they, after the store closes down, people come in. We sit in the leather couches. We have a great time. It's a wonderful time. I probably expect somewhere around 50 to 60 people. I just got an email yesterday. Somebody's flying in from Texas so that they can be a part of it. I'm telling you, there's something about building community with people that just is awesome and amazing. But if anything, I'm going to tell you, it's about communicating with your audience. And if you want to build a community, the key to it is building relationships. You do those one at a time, and it takes commitment and an investment. Any questions? Before it gets too late, I'm going to ask you a really stupid question. How do you plan to monetize this? Uh, that is a great question, and I would suggest that you go, because I will say real quickly what I do, but go to podcastanswerman.com, and I share a lot of my thoughts about how I monetize, but uh, I, I have a premium membership now, gspn.tv slash plus, $10 a month, you get extra content that nobody else gets. In fact, this is going to just plus members. 
Um, and then uh, the other thing that I do, I have some shows that are sponsored by people that pay me $200 an episode to start a new show. Um, and I have uh, podcastanswerman.com. I can teach you how to podcast. I do webinars. So you can join my webinar um, online, and I'll share my desktop and walk you through the process. I do one-on-one -on -one consulting. I do production work for other people, and I'm a professional audio equipment uh, reseller for ProAudio.com. And there'll be a session tomorrow Oh yeah. So we have five more questions, or five more questions, five more minutes for questions. You were talking about live streaming. How live streaming? is very easy as long as you have uh, a computer, obviously, a high-speed internet connection, and a web camera. You have those three things. Anybody in this room can do live streaming of your of your podcast. Uh, I'll take yours next. You were you were next. Uh, yeah, I was curious. Um, we put video podcasts about getting, and there's a lot of audio ones out there with, with less audiences that we have, but yet their communities are bigger. Is there perhaps a, just going to say a separation that people feel video versus audio is there larger connection than audio? I'll tell you what. Um, I have a personal friend of mine who's in a lot of video productions, Chef Mark, uh, at culinarymedianetwork.com. Uh, and and I, I think Chef Mark, you'll you share the same. You have a little bit more of a difficult time getting that audience participation most of the time. I think we've spoken before. I think yeah. one of the issues is when you have a, a, a subject that is about something very specific, and you're an expert in that. It's a little more difficult to achieve what Cliff has done because people see you as an expert. I mean, I get mails from people that say, "Oh, you know, I say, please interact. You know, send me your thoughts, give me your suggestions." Say, yeah, but you're a chef. Yeah. You know, what am I going to tell you? And I'm like, I want everyone to participate. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a struggle. Yeah. And I'm sure for you, you know, you're the big expert. And they say, well, I'm just beginning. What do I have to tell you or share with you? And you have to admit that you make mistakes, and you have to show your mistakes. That's the big thing, when, being transparent. Yeah, Jennifer you know. had a, a, and Jennifer's my business partner. She does food philosophy. She did a, a recipe, and then she, she like came back after she said, I forgot to put the eggs in. <laughs> and she got more email about the, forgetting to put the eggs in than any of the other stuff we've ever done, ever. Yeah. So it's about, I mean, it's a struggle because if you're an expert, that's sort of, yeah, people go, oh, well, I'll listen, but I'm not necessarily gonna participate because I don't wanna look like Yeah, and, and people automatically at the beginning assumed that Stephanie and I were experts <laughs> on the TV show Lost, that we knew everything there was to know. People think that I'm an expert in the area of podcasting and I know everything there is to know. And if you listen to any of my shows, you will hear one theme across all of them, and it is my vulnerability as an imperfect person, and I openly share that with you. I'm gonna take her next, then her, and then you. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to express this question, so forgive me stumbling, but um, you know, with so many podcasts, and like, do, you, do you edit your own podcast, and how do you manage that? Because that's, that's my downfall, like I'll have like, an hour of a recording that I'm trying to cut down to 30 minutes, or I'll have 30 minutes that I'm kind of trying to cut down to 10, mm -hmm. and it and that's what prevents me from being consistent. Yeah, is that that's a whole nother session, and and it is going to be a webinar that I do called uh, improving your audio, and it's going to be um, audio editing and recording techniques. One of the things that I do 20 shows a week, I don't do any editing. Okay, so I what, but what I've done is I've streamlined a process that that. Has worked. Now, when I started podcasting, I used to start, we would start recording right after Lust would end at like 10 o'clock, and I would go to bed at 5 o'clock and go to, uh, go to bed, and then I'd have to be up at 7 to go to work. So I used to be there. 
but I don't anymore. But it's uh, unfortunately, it, it's a whole nother session. But um, email me, and if you're interested in that webinar, it's, I, I, I'm very inexpensive on my webinars. But when you did that, when you were in that beginning stage, uh -huh. um, how, did you, how did you manage that with the building the community? I was insane. I was insane. You, you have to. Uh, uh, did I forget to put that up here? This, some of this requires insanity and obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't know if they have uh, medicine you can take to, to make you what I do, but I don't know. Andrea? No, I was going to piggyback on Mark. You said about the video podcast. I think a lot of people, uh, they, don't, they might not have access to the video podcast. Yeah. And they might not be Again, I, I know I'm in New York City, but 97.5 million people do one thing the same every day, drive to work alone. The average time is between 30 and 40 minutes, one way. You can't watch videos while you're driving to work. Or you can, and I can't watch videos when I'm uh, walking. Well, I can do it on the treadmill. But when you're walking outside in, in the nice weather, or when you're in the garden, or when you're cutting the grass, uh, audio is more accessible to a lot of people. I will say that. I am a little bit biased, though as being not a video podcaster. I do some video, but I'm an amateur at it. That's exactly what I was just going to say, is that probably your audience is... Yes. I think also when it's, it's not the audience, audience. There's, not, there's not the audience size I'm talking about. It's, it's the community. It's the community. Where, you know, on uh, Unravel, which is the top uh, social community for knitters, the audio podcasters who have less of an audience than I do have a larger community have you ever tried to employ live video podcasting as a sub yeah do that do that you will love take questions even, live on yeah. and, and and if you get one person from your listener base or your viewer base i guess to come get excited about that one person it, it, like i said it's all about one person at a time you get one person and if they can bring one other person it, it, it builds. Uh, that's, if, if I could give you any kind of uh, feedback or suggestion, don't ever be down by your numbers. If you have one person in listening to you, I mean, consider that an honor that somebody would give that much of their life devoted to listening to what you have to say or what you have to show. I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, how we all, the most precious commodity we have is not our money. It is the amount of time that we have on this earth. And the fact that there are some people who spend 20 hours of their week listening to me, I, I'm blown away by that. I have no idea why, and, but, but they do, and, and, and I love those people. I love those people. I'll tell you what, uh, it is uh, 11.51. Is, there, is, it bright, is it lunch right after this? Yeah. So there is no session? Okay, so I will stay here as long, I, I wanna let you know, if you want to leave right now, Feel free. I will not be offended. If you didn't get a card, though, make sure you stop and get a card on the way out. But anybody who wants to stay and ask questions, I'll, I'll stay as long as you want. Thank you.